0: Welcome to the Dating After Divorce podcast. I'm your host, Shade Curry, and I believe every divorced woman deserves a romantic relationship where she feels safe, loved, and cherished. You can create the most amazing life after divorce, and I will teach you how. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dating After Divorce podcast. I'm Shade Curry. Today, we are talking about how to know when and if you should go exclusive with someone. And um, I'm really just riffing on some sessions that I've had in the last week with three of my clients who are all seriously considering going exclusive with uh, some of the people that they are seeing. So um, I teach my clients to not commit really until they are sure that the relationship is viable and to um, you know take their time in evaluating someone. This is not the same thing as keeping someone sort of like hanging or drawing them out or pretending you're not seeing someone or all of those weird things. No, this is sort of like an interview process, right? Like if you were hiring for a particular position, you would have several rounds of interviews and you would talk to different the different candidates about all the different things and you would take your time and you would evaluate each candidate some of them dropping off you know as time went on as the interview uh the the interview stages moved up some people would drop by the wayside because you would have verified that they were definitely not the person for you and so that's basically what this process looks like and i have Really, three of my clients who have had to seriously consider whether or not to go exclusive with someone. So they're at the stage of the dating process where they're just having they've they figured out how to. The word attract is you know what most people use, but it's really a very practical process. It's sort of like how companies need to attract good talent, okay? But it's not like some kind of magical process. It's really very practical. You do things a certain way. What you put out, how you evaluate brings in a certain type of person. And so they've gone through the those early iterations. They understand the dating process. They literally, at this point, know how to meet more of those kinds of people. But they've now met a whole string of them, and some of them have just been so close to what they wanted. And actually, one of them, one of, one of these three clients um, sent me a text over the weekend that she had made her decision, and she was now exclusive with um, one of the men. And I'm happy to say it was the one that I was rooting for. So yay. <laughs> you know, I don't pick your person for you, but I just help you meet a whole ton of that kind of person. So that you can choose but i always have my favorites as my clients tell me who they're dating um i'm like ah oh, i heard this and like for them what i see for them or what i know of them they're just certain candidates that i root for kind of like the reality tv shows but i never tell them like this is the person unless i see clear danger if they are dating someone that appears to be toxic or unhealthy. Or you know, unsafe in some way, I will always, always tell the truth, like, hey, this is what I'm saying. I really don't feel like this person is a safe person. And so I ask a lot of questions. So at this stage, I'm asking a lot of questions just to verify that my clients have asked the right questions, they have evaluated the right things, they're no longer operating from fairy tale thinking, but also neither are they operating from having a high tolerance for low effort relationships. They've really gotten to know themselves really well. They have a clear understanding of what they need in a relationship. They know what's practical. They know what the road ahead looks like. And they know what to evaluate to really be able to tell that this person is who they want to go exclusive with. Now, going exclusive does not guarantee that that relationship ends at the altar, right? Because there's still like deeper layers you go go into with that person. But at the very least you've established that this person wants a commitment, wants to go exclusive with you, and you also want to go exclusive with them. And um, you've gotten some, It's this, at this point, it's no longer just basic information. And I'll talk about that information in just, in just a second. But like this stage is like the ending. We're getting to like the last 20% of the work that I do uh, with my clients. So in the last week, I've had several conversations about this. Two of I think one client ended up saying a yes to one of the guys. One client, I think at this point, we have a meeting today, we'll see. But at this point, she is considering a no to the man that she was thinking about going exclusive with. Um, and then the other client uh, is sort of on the fence about we're still working, we're still working through it, like, you know, because this is a big deal who you choose after a divorce is a big deal. Like you don't want to make the same mistake again and you really want to take your time, but you don't want to be in indecision. And so that's one of the things I want to talk about. What are the things that keep people from being able to get to this stage of going exclusive? And when they do get there, what are some of the challenges that they face, right? And one of the things that can keep you from getting to this stage is not being super grounded in what you want not being very clear about what you want to be experiencing in a relationship. So in the early stages of working with me, some of my clients come to me and they are still like in a lot of fairy tale thinking. They think they have a type, right? Except that that type has never turned out to be what they were looking for all of these years. Their type is things that are superficial or things that actually don't matter in a relationship or they think that if they get their type, that means that they have to let go of some solid um, characteristics that they need in a relationship. That if I get my type and he's 6'5", with wavy hair and wealthy or whatever, that means he's going to be a jerk and I have to decide whether I'm going to be with a jerk. Like it's All of that is just fairytale thinking fueled by the media, fueled by conditioning and the cultural narrative, right? So when uh, women work with me, we get down to brass tacks of figuring out what are the ingredients of a healthy relationship. One of those ingredients is chemistry. It is attraction, but we really break down attraction for um, the client. Like I break it down and I we we have exercises and then they do practical things and they observe themselves and they observe the people that they're dating to really understand all of the elements of attraction. So we've been conditioned to really just look for one element of attraction, which is the physical attraction right? Or the attractiveness of the person. And sometimes that overtakes everything else. But true attraction, attraction that lasts for a lifetime, includes sexual attraction, includes the chemistry, but it includes like six other things. And I have an an episode on understanding attraction. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you can go back and listen to it. There are more than one element that leads to that. And in fact, you can have Four or five of those elements, and those five elements will trigger the chemistry that you are looking for. but that's a whole other. that's a whole other thing. Um, because sometimes people will hear that and then they will date someone who is nice and kind and good, but then they are not attracted to them at all. If you're not physically attracted to someone, I mean, I'm digressing into the attraction conversation, but I'm gonna pause here for a second. If someone has all the characteristics you want and you are not physically attracted to them, then that means they don't have all the characteristics you want. That actually means that there is something about that person that is not compatible with you or that is not good for you. Like literally, they have like, not just like a physical thing, they probably have an emotional thing or a personality thing that is not compatible with you. And so when I work with my clients, we really break down, I'm holding up air quotes, what their quote unquote type is (laughs) from a more scientific practical point of view. So that they can choose someone who is physically attracted to them and um, has all the elements that they need for a viable uh, relationship. And so when a person is not grounded in that, like what you really want, it can make it really hard to decide whether or not to go exclusive because you're still confused about what you're attracted to. You're still confused about what you want. And so now you're you've been seeing this person for two, three, four, five months, and then you have no idea whether they're good for you or not. Or you might still be tolerating toxic relationships. You might still be tolerating low effort relationships. So the fear of letting that person go and being alone, which if you are following my process, you won't be alone because we would have built you a roster of three to five guys that you are choosing from. And you're solely elevating the quality of those guys until you have like, Oh wow, I can really marry any of these people. Right? So If you are in that place where you're like holding on to someone for fear that there will be no one else coming down the pike, that will keep you from, you know, going exclusive with anyone because you're in this like stopgap relationship, hoping to find someone along the way. It just really doesn't work that way. You have to evaluate each person for who they really are without the fear of making the mistake. In fact, you have to know that the process you are in is the process that keeps you from making a mistake so that you are super confident when you let someone go and you are super confident when you say yes to someone another thing that keeps people from getting to the stage or from thriving at the stage of going exclusive is they have wasted time in the early stages of dating like just enjoying the attention of that person and going on dates and but not gathering the information that they needed to make a decision <laughs> like almost like making an assumption that the relationship was going to work out so i have talked to Uh, women who who have dated someone for three or four months and have no idea about that person's political political ideologies. Like, you know, that's kind of important, right? Like they have no idea about the person's values or they have no idea about the person's um, financial uh, situation or their job situation or their family situation. Like how, how have you been dating for 16 weeks and not gotten this information? And I get it, I get it. Sometimes it's uncomfortable to ask. Sometimes it's uncomfortable to have the conversations and you may not know how to ask or the appropriate time to ask. And these are all things that I help my clients with. Like we're going every step of the way, moving things forward, asking the right questions in the right way without being a drill sergeant, but also without shrinking back from engaging in what really matters um, along this relationship journey. So if you're wasting time, Going on the most romantic dates and flying in the private jets and, you know, enjoying the sunsets. That's amazing. And I want that for you. (laughs) I really do. However, that could be a distraction from the actual substance. Like, is this person kind? Is this person loving? Does this person share my values? Does this person share my lifestyle? Does this person share my future goals? Is this person on the same relationship timeline? that I am, uh, is this person's money habits, are they compatible with mine? Or can we, are we going to be able to negotiate something in between? Like, are we having those conversations that let us know that, yeah, what we have is going to work, okay? So, wasting time, not getting the information needed can really, really hamper you at this stage. Then there's the fear of offending the other person if you ever have to say no. If you ever have to say, hey, We've been together. Together, we've gone on like six or seven dates, and I really appreciate your time. But I don't think we're a match. The fear of having to say that has many women not dating people beyond the first or second date if they're not sure that person is their husband. But you can't be sure that person is going to be your husband <laughs> in two dates. There's no way to know. But a lot of women are afraid of, um, you know, quote unquote, stringing the person along. Right. And i often have to like help them define these terms for themselves because they're taking the definition of these terms from their friends or from the show that they watched or just not wanting to. They just they just don't want to be a bad person. And if somebody out there says that this is bad, then they feel like they're a bad person. But what does it really mean to string someone along? Right. How can you date someone and be in, it, in integrity about where the relationship is so that give it enough time to um, become what it could be. And if it doesn't work out, trusting that that other person is responsible for themselves and that that other person understands what dating is all about. So many women will allow themselves to be pressured into a relationship way too quickly because they're like, well, I've gone on three dates with him, and he's ready to go exclusive, and it would be mean. And he said he want, he's not seen any other anyone else, and so I have to not see anyone else. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> you are an adult. You are a grown woman. You are a sovereign human being, <laughs> and your process is your process. The time that you need is the time that I that you need, and. I I was not about to say the time that I give you, the time that you need. My client who has now gone exclusive with the person that I think is just such a lovely man for her, she took actually a longer time than I would have recommended to make her decision to go exclusive. And it turned out beautifully um, because that person was willing to let her figure it out. And that's just how amazing actually both men who made it to like top of the power, they were like super interested and both willing to wait until she figured it out. Like, so you can't miss the person who's for you. Now, you know, there is a timeline that, you know, makes it reasonable and that those are things that you define and we can talk about and negotiate sort of along the way. But if you are afraid of taking that time and eventually saying no to someone, then you will say no too quickly and potentially with the wrong person. Or you will hold on to everyone and not want to tell anyone no and maybe lose everyone. So developing the confidence, the assertiveness, the trust in other humans to be adults and the trust in yourself to make the right decision for you is something that is needed along the way. And of course, this isn't something that you can really develop ahead of time, like you can develop like the foundation of it ahead of time. But it's really when you're in the process that this comes up. Like I always talk about how some things need to be healed and some skills need to be developed while you are in the process. It's like on the job training. This is one of those things. And that when it comes up, it's always like, oh my God, can I survive this? Everyone survives this stage. And then the last thing that can keep you from going exclusive is the constant wondering if there's someone else out there who might be better. Now, there are a couple of reasons why this might be happening. The person that you're considering going exclusive with might not be right for you. So if you are wondering if there's someone out there who might be better, it is possible that that thought is being triggered because deep down, deep, deep down, you know that this isn't the person for you, but you don't want to tell them no. But at the back of your mind, you're wondering if there's someone else out there. The other reason this might be happening is just FOMO. Just the FOMO, which is like a new disease that we all have because of social media where we are taking in so much information. We are seeing so many different types of lifestyles. We are seeing, we have we have like, I don't know, millions of friends on the internet. And so now there's like this indecision because it's like, well, well what if I didn't check out all the millions of people? What about all the other people on the apps? What if there's someone better for me? Like right? And so I have a process that I take my clients through And really, we start this process right from the beginning where we work on the ideal partner worksheet. And so we're constantly revisiting that and saying, hey, does this person match what you wanted in a realistic way? If they match what you wanted, but you're still not sure that they want for you, what do you think is missing? And we just keep going along those questions over and over until my client is able to be certain that, okay, nothing's missing. This is just my brain having FOMO. It's just anxiety. I'm good to go. Or as we deep dive into that stage, they discover that there is something missing. There is something that they wanted, that they didn't think about, or there is something about this person that makes the relationship not viable. So these are this is like a lot of exploration. I think a lot of times when we're dating because of the cultural expectation that you should just know how to do this, that this isn't a big deal, um, we're under pressure to make these decisions without enough information, without enough self-exploration, without enough self-reflection. And it's one of the things that I really help my clients do is slow it down and do the appropriate self-reflection so that you are certain, you feel certainty, right? Just as you are certain, you know your name, you can be certain that this person is for you. And so those that's what's required to go exclusive. Like you need to be at that place. Again, you can't get to that place without doing like the early parts of the process, but this is also a taste of what comes ahead. I'm really excited about my three clients uh, who are like in the thick of this and who are doing amazing. Um, they, I think they are my first, everyone else went exclusive right at the end of last year. So um, these three clients are my first, you could say my first crop of like, yay, we're exclusive um, in the first three months of the year. So I am super stoked about that. And I just wanted to share my thoughts and sort of like the things that happen at this stage with you. I hope this was useful for you. I hope this gives you a glimpse into what's coming up for you as you continue on your dating journey. Again, if you would like to accelerate your dating journey with um, a coach, with me, because I have been through this, I have done all the stages. And I have led my clients through all of the stages. It will help you go faster. It will help you have a sounding board. It will help you have accountability to actually get this done. It will also help you have all of the information curated and at your fingertips exactly when you need it. So I encourage you to please reach out to me if this is something that you want. Like, let's talk about either working with me one-on-one or working with me in my group um, coaching community. And we can get you enrolled ASAP. Okay, the uh, the link to do that is in the show notes. Also in the show notes is a link to join my email list because I have a webinar coming up that I talked about earlier this week on the seven texts you need to be sending frequently in order to meet your life partner. Like these are not like the flirty, playful, say something to make him, you know, feel sexy or whatever. These are like the texts that help you move your journey forward, right? The the texts that help you get that conversation going, the texts that help you get the the first phone call, the text that help you get the first date, all those texts that help you move forward in your journey, I will be sharing them on a webinar. So I encourage you to join my email list so that when I announce the dates within the next week or week and a half, you will be um, in the know and not missing. Okay, thank you for your time and attention today. I appreciate it. And I will see you next time. Thanks for listening today. If you are ready to get married after divorce, I want to invite you to download my free 8 video training specifically designed to help divorced women date with ease and get married again. Head over to shadicurry.com to get started. That's S A D E C U R R Y.com. I'll see you inside.